Hey, this is Erin. And Melissa. And we're with Trending Spokane, a weekly podcast all about the latest in the Lilac City. Finding out what is happening right now in Spokane can be overwhelming, but not if you're an insider. Join us as we shine light onto the latest happenings and chat about the future of our city. Each episode will introduce you to people you want to know, places you need to visit, and local knowledge you can't live without. We'll help you to get out and get involved. Episodes are dropping soon, so make sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcast now. Welcome to Trending Spokane with Aaron Peterson and Melissa Berry. Today's episode will be a get-to-know-you interview with the host of this show, us. We started the show without really introducing ourselves because we hoped you knew where we were and what we were about, but we thought it would be a good opportunity to actually chat and help you to understand our story and our background and why we chose to do this show. Both of us have put a ton of time and energy into sharing about local food, destinations, activities that are new and notable for people in Spokane, and we've been excited to develop the podcast around a new topic, which is people who make our city a better place to live, work, and play. Yeah, this is a great opportunity to answer a lot of the questions that, you know, I get on Instagram, Facebook, uh, like, why did you start this podcast? What is it about? So yeah, we're really going to delve into who we are, why we wanted to start this, a lot like Aaron said, and uh, just what Trending Spokane is all about, too. And because my background is in food, our sponsor for this episode is Prohibition, and we want to encourage you to go out there and enjoy one of their famous Voot burgers. They have some incredible award-winning burgers, cocktails. Their smoked old-fashioned is incredible. So you'll definitely want to get up there, follow them on Instagram and on Facebook, and have an opportunity to try some of Chef Michael Wiley's incredible food and service. Now, with that in mind, food, we both are pretty chill and like to go out and hang out and eat. But how did we meet, Melissa? Oh, my gosh. How did we meet? <laughs> That's a really good question. Well, I know that I wanted to write an article for Spokane Coeur d'Alene Living Magazine. And so I think I found your name or maybe I saw you on Facebook, a Facebook group saying, you know, I'm I'm the food editor of the magazine. Um, I'm always looking for more stories. And so my husband and I, we lived in the Indian Trail, the North Indian Trail neighborhood. And I had noticed because I had gotten the magazine for years, you know, picked it up at Auntie's. Um, and I had kind of noticed that there wasn't a lot about the North side, specifically the Indian Trail side because that area has like really blown up in the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, there wasn't like a lot about the food because I had tried to look, you know, tried to get reviews and stuff of the food places around us. And so I was like, okay, well, I can be the person that answers that question. Where's some good food to eat you know, on the north side and the North Indian Trail side specifically? And so I reached out to you, wrote that article, thought it was pretty cool. I actually thought it was going to go on the website for some reason. And then I saw it in the magazine. And I was like, I feel so special. Like now I'm a <laughs> magazine published writer. Yeah, I loved giving people that opportunity as an editor there, and I have such huge respect for Stephanie Regalado, who's their current publisher, and they have totally, I mean, survived this crazy time where both Vince and Emily have passed away, and they're continuing to carry that torch, so be sure to get a subscription to Spokane Quarterly Living Magazine, because surviving this time has been so difficult for them with losing Emily and Vince in such a short period of time to COVID, um, but they've been doing an incredible job pushing that vision forward of a real hand-printed magazine that you can actually look at with your hands, and that experience for you as a writer, getting to see your words in print, must have been totally thrilling. 
It was definitely pretty shocking because I feel like the way you write for a blog is different than how you write for a uh, magazine. And so when I saw it and I saw what you and Stephanie had done with the editing, I was like, oh, my gosh, I sound so professional. And like, I know a lot about it, about things. And I was like, I, I mean, obviously, I do. Like, I lived in that neighborhood and I'd gone to eat a bunch of times up there. But it was just really special. Yeah, like you said, seeing in the magazine. And their magazine is just a beautiful, glossy magazine. It's, the pictures are phenomenal. The suggestions are wonderful. So, yeah, if you haven't gotten your subscri- subscription yet, make sure to get it. And pick it up at Auntie's, too, like I would do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so a funny part of our story about how we got connected, I did publish that. And then I misidentified her as the wrong Melissa Berry. This was like a moment where, you know, all the stereotypes about my hair color are pretty right on. And that I, But I met them in the same week. So this was what was crazy. I had met the other Melissa Berry who works at the Women and Children's Free Restaurant, had such great respect for her. And within the same week, Melissa, other Melissa Berry, had (laughs) messaged me about doing this article. So I just combined them. And so in the bio for her article, I had put some information about Women and Children's Free Restaurant. And then when um, our editor figured out that it wasn't the same person because she tagged them in a post – Oh my goodness. I'm sorry, Stephanie. It was a bad moment for me. That was probably one of the biggest mistakes I'd ever made in the magazine, but it was a good lesson. So, um, and she was so charming and sweet about it. Then I knew instantly that we were going to be friends because, you know, mistakes happen. And, uh, I think just like we were talking about Rick Clark, Mm -hmm. you know, having all of these struggles in his life that led to this moment of him saying, okay, what's next? We really collaborated more at that point because I felt like I needed to make it up to you. (laughs) But then we started working so well together and gelling that we did more and more projects together. And I think that moment was really what yeah, set this partnership on fire. Yeah, I actually don't even know what kind of was the next catalyst because, yeah, when you emailed me and you said, oh, my gosh, I got your name wrong. First, I was more, like, <laughs> excited to find another Melissa Berry in Spokane because, right? okay, Spokane's a very large city, obviously, but it's not so large that there should be more than one of me. <laughs> and, you know, when you have your name, you're like, that's my name. There's only me. I'm the only person that exists here. And to find that there was another Melissa Berry – and that she was more accomplished and cooler than I was. I was, just, or I am. I was just like, oh my gosh, this Malaria's, Melissa Berry is like doing things in the community. She's helping them out. I'm just like writing articles about food. She she deserves this credit. And so it was funny because I had bought a couple of magazine issues to send to my parents and my in-laws. And my parents, they were like, that's not you. And I was like, yeah, that's not me. But that's, <laughs> I wrote that, I promise. And they're like, yeah, okay, great. That sounds like you. But my in-laws were like, you didn't write this at all. Why did you buy us this magazine? And so I was just <laughs> like, Mm, okay, I'm going to have to write again for the magazine because <laughs> now my in-laws are like, nope, still not you. <laughs> and this is why I owe you lunch for the rest of my life. <laughs> but yeah, no, from there, I mean, I really I really didn't care that you had misidentified me because there's another cool Melissa Berry and I'll write again in the cool. future. But um, yeah, we just started working together from there just because yeah. you have a website. I have a website about Spokane and we were like, oh, wow, you love Spokane? I love Spokane? We should collaborate more about this. <laughs> the match made in heaven so good and you know I have such respect for you and for your perspective and for your work ethic um it's often hard to find people like in your 30s where you like making friends in your 30s is just very hard Mm -hmm. you know getting out there talking to people and because we have such strong common interests uh it was cool to get to know you better and then be able to do the things that we love to do and have someone to bounce ideas off of. I think even with the podcast, we were thinking, gosh, how can anyone do this by themselves? This is a lot, a lot of work from 
you know, hiring our amazing videographer, Vinny, to making sure that he knows where we're going to be recording for the day, Mm -hmm. to, you know, studio changes and making all of the content for the shows, like writing the show descriptions and all the questions. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way that we could, that I could do this podcast by myself at all. It's definitely a teamwork. And I feel like in your thirties, just your life is a lot busier, which is why it's hard to make friends because people have kids, they have families, they have very busy jobs. It's not like kind of maybe your early twenties where everything's a little more lackadaisical for for some people at least or maybe that's just the energy thing I definitely have more energy in my 20s than I do now yeah that's very true I hadn't really thought about it being kind of an energy thing but I think it's a little bit of both because you know you have family life and then you're trying to make sure your mortgage is paid and then you're just like just all of your responsibilities start kind of layering on top of one another the more that you take on the more that your profession you know grows and especially with SEO and websites that can be that can be a lot so Knowing that you love Spokane so much, one would think that you've lived here your whole life. I wish. That would where? <laughs> right? Where am I from? Yes, where are yeah. you from? So I'm from Phoenix, Arizona, and it was funny. A friend of mine just sent me like a meme earlier today, and she was like, um, when you try to talk about how hot it is in your city, and then someone from Arizona comes up and says, you don't know anything about heat. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, that is me. Um, but I mean, it's funny because what my husband says is why we moved here. So, okay, I grew up in Phoenix, and and then I came to Gonzaga for college. So I knew about Spokane from that. And then I introduced my husband, who was basically born and raised in Phoenix, more or less. Um, and he came up here. And he, so when people ask him, they're like, okay, yeah, your wife went to Gonzaga. But what about you? And he's just as, as if, you know, he wouldn't come with. So <laughs> they're like, why did you come with her? Well, we're married. But um, <laughs> second is, uh, he's like, the heat. The heat actually, like, drove us out of Phoenix. That was oh. one reason and actually one of his main reasons. So that's where I was born and raised. But I really feel feel like Spokane's my home and since my parents have come to visit me when I was at Gonzaga and now that we're here they're just like you were meant to be here this is your this is your place (laughs) I have a very similar background in that I was from Southern California so that heat thing I get it Mm -hmm. you know in the summertime I can so vividly remember playing outside and just drooping with sweat and then walking into the door the front door of my house and that wall of air conditioning hits you Mm -hmm. oh there's no better feeling but here it's like the air conditioning is on outside all the time, which is kind of nice. It is nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I prefer the cool weather, but I came up here when I was 10, mm-hmm. and um, our family, my dad's job relocated to, you know, Post Falls, Idaho, back when there was, like, nothing there. It was just, like, farmland and little homes and stuff, and I always looked at Spokane like the big city, you know? It was something that I wanted, I wanted to live here so badly, and specifically the valley, and now I do. You know, it's... It's, it's totally a dream come true. And after popping around the South for several years and um, living in different places with military life, all I could think was the one place I want to be right now is downtown Spokane, looking at the river, just, you know, getting a chance to experience these amazing restaurants, you know, travel um, all around the inland Northwest. And, and so now I'm really living that dream. So it's, it's a nice place to be. Well, and it's funny because I feel like between you and I, I know my my friends are always like, you always seem to know what's going on, which is like, well, I kind of make it my job to know what's going on. <laughs> and then I always admire about you how you just seem to know everyone in the city. It really seems like we've both lived here for a lot longer than we have, basically, that we were born here. And I mean, maybe not for me, maybe that's being too ambitious for myself. But for you, like, I just love how you know everyone, you have all these connections. I'm like, oh, I wish I had grown up here, lived here longer, because I just love it. And I, I want to be like you one day. So. Oh, 
I want to be like you. That's so funny that you say that. I think that when you have a friendship where you mutually respect each other, Mm -hmm. that it it reads well, you know, in the projects that you pursue together. And it just makes me so grateful to know you. And the way that I've gotten to know people in Spokane is really to just go out and introduce myself and have, you know, go to events and get to know the power players and and I just admire them so much. People who have been established Spokanites for their entire lives or, you know, sometimes for a few decades. My husband has lived here his entire life. He went to Shadle Park and loved being a kid in Spokane. He's stayed here. He plans to stay here. There have been times like he's talked about Toronto and I'm like, no, I don't want to move. So I'm not I'm not going anywhere. Don't worry. Yeah, no, that's much colder than here. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. so much colder. I like visiting other places, yeah. but I like living here. Um, and growing up in Post Falls and being a part of so many, you know, leadership programs and things like that, a lot of those people, you know, have moved to the Spokane area or, you know, we have connections at different locations like the Davenport or what have you. But um I'm really just interested in people. I think that's probably why I love doing the podcast so much. Is it's just my opportunity to ask these questions I would ask any time, yeah. any day of the week. And now they're sitting across from you. You're not meeting at like a crowded event where it's kind of loud and people are coming up to talk to them and you're like, no, he's my friend. <laughs> no, so now he's just across the way from us or she's across the way from us and we can ask them any question we want. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. When I went to an event, oh, what was it? It was Crave uh, several years ago, mm. like one of the first years that Crave was a thing. Um, and Jeremiah Tower, this chef that is like a world-renowned, amazing, incredible chef, I went to one of those events and I was one of only four people in the room that got tickets. I couldn't believe that people didn't know who he was. But, you know, I researched him before and had heard his name so many times because of the California cuisine thing and got to interview him because no one else was there. And he goes, oh, are you a member of the press? And I said, not really. At the time, I was a teacher. So that was what I think really sparked that interest in getting to ask people questions. So speaking of that, then, I always wondered how your website, so Spokane Gale, oh, we yeah. can kind of transition to that if you want to. Good idea. How that started, because when I started following you and, and reading your website, you had a lot of interviews with chefs and mm-hmm. talked a lot about food, obviously. And I was just like, how does she meet these people? And how does she, you know, get these interviews with them? Because you, you go in depth with some of them. I read your article with Blake and I was just like, wow, I didn't know that about this person at all. And I mean, I'm not saying like I'm an expert in the chefs, but I try to know people in the city. And so I was just like, how did she get all of this out of the, <laughs> the interview? And so how did, how did it come around? And did you just talk to a chef and you're like, I'm going to write about it or <laughs> like what came first, the website or the talking to people? And So that's a really interesting question. Um, I got to know a couple of chefs in town because my husband and I are major foodies. Like we love to cook at home we do like um paella on the open wood fire and you know we wanted to go to restaurants that had food that was better than what we could cook for ourselves at home and that was hard to find originally in Spokane you know what 10 years ago mm-hmm. um so at the point where I started wanting to go to these restaurants we would talk to them and realize they were struggling to make a living and these artists who did this incredible work every single day were being ignored by the majority of the Spokane population because there wasn't, and this is what they told me, there wasn't a website or any kind of you know organization that was doing dedicated reviews for food um, based on quality. So there were people who you, you could get a paid ad for, and I would often like go to those websites and then go to the restaurant they recommended and have a terrible experience and wonder, wait. But they said it was good, and then I found out it was a paid ad without actually being denoted as a paid ad. Um, So that was what inspired me to start the Guild. I wanted some authentic, real reviews and to get information out about 
the restaurants that were going above and beyond to make things by hand, to take the time to source quality ingredients and not just dump something out of a bag from, you know, a major food distributor. Um, you know, they're making the biscuits and they're, you know, stacked so high with beautiful flaky layers. Like that's the kind of thing that excites me because if I'm going to pay money for food out, it might be more, but it's because I want something great. I want a memorable experience. Um, so then with that, I just started randomly friending chefs on Facebook to get to know them. And like Blake's story, mm-hmm. I had just seen certain posts and things and, you know, derived a couple of, you know, interesting thoughts from it. And then when I talked to her, it opened up a whole can of where I was just amazed by the human being that she is. So I think everyone has a story and getting a chance to share that with people is, is a pretty cool thing to do. Yeah, and for you, yeah. what made you want to start Everyday Spokane? I followed you long before you ever reached out to me. Oh. And I don't think I've ever told you that, but I could not believe how you were able to keep up with every single thing that was happening <laughs> that that I wanted to go to. Like things that would interest um, people like me, professionals in the city who had a little money to spend and do something cool. And you have anything from free events all the way up to paid events. There's something for everyone. So what drove you to create that website? Yeah, so I mean, it's funny that you ask because I mean, I get this question a lot. And so initially, I started the website for my husband, <laughs> which really? is like always just a just fun to say because people are like, oh, well, now it's you know where it is now. But it was more like I was trying to convince him to move to Spokane, oh and gosh. it wasn't like he needed a lot of convincing. But we did this really big um, tour of like the West Coast, and then we went so we went all the way up the West Coast, so starting in Phoenix and then you know San Diego and North, and we hit you know like I don't know Bakersfield and Portland and Seattle and like a lot of places that we had researched that he had researched and he was like well you know I don't know if I want to live in Spokane um I need to like research these other places and then we came down through Idaho and Utah and all that and came back and he fell in love with Spokane thank goodness I had some friends meet us up for (laughs) for brunch and so he loved them and I was like good look built-in friends you should move here with me come on let's go (laughs) um but when we were actually in the process of selling our house in Phoenix and moving up here he was like what is the winter like and I had lived through the winter of what was it 08 when literally my car was buried like I actually still have pictures of my it's just a Prius so it's you know (laughs) it's the size of a small human but it was buried under snow and so I was just like oh I don't want to tell him that he'll never move here so I was like um it snows um but then there wasn't you know there's like oh it gets I don't know 35 inches 43 inches or whatever it gets um like coming from Phoenix, that means nothing to us. Like right. tiny bits of like, I don't know, rain on the ground. We're like, oh my gosh, we're dying. <laughs> um, so I was just like, okay, I need to put this in ways that like people can figure out. And then we had questions about becoming a resident of Washington State. So I just researched it and I was like, if I'm going to spend all this time researching it, I'm going to put it on a website so that other people don't have to do all the research that I did because it was piecemeal, like trying to figure out how to become a voter here and then register your cars because that's different here than it is in Arizona. Like you have to go to two different places. And I was just like, why? can't it be in one place anyway um so I put it all on the website and then people started like coming to it and talking to me about just like oh I've moved here from Seattle or I've moved here from California or Texas like can you answer this question what's there to do what should I do and what's free and what's with kids and so I was just like okay well if I'm gonna do the research I'm gonna put it on this website and so now it's just become this thing where like everyone's asking me things all the time I'm like 
oh my gosh. So I kind of, you know, made it a side job of mine to always just stay in the know. And it's been really great for both of us because he'll find things and he'll be like, hey, did you hear about this? He's always trying to like beat me to news. Ooh, I like <laughs> it. He wants to be first on the story. He does. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know, scrolling through Twitter at night being like, what's the newest news? I'm like, what are the latest events? And so it's just been really fun because we'll find about like the spring pavilion that we talked about, which yeah. is going into late May. So if you're listening to this. Uh, the pavilion's on Wednesdays. The um, spring market is on Wednesdays under the pavilion, downtown Spokane. It's free. There are vendors there. Anyway, um, we find out about it and we tell each other and we're like, guess where we're going to be on Wednesday? And like, we're going to get a picnic, um, like picnic brunch or, or like a picnic lunch thing that uh, Wanderlust does. Oh, gosh. And we're going to go I across the street that. and sit under the pavilion and eat it. Like, we just make all these plans and it's making us really love the city even more. So it's kind of hard for me when people are like, downtown's so dangerous. I'm like, have you been to downtown lately? And they're like, no, five years ago. I'm like, oh, it is so different. Like, you have got to go. It's so, like, so fun now. There's so much to do. And it's, you know, it's safe. I've always felt very safe downtown. Oh, I have too. And I think it's because, like, I mean, at night, you know, you get a different crowd. During the day, it's very relaxing and chill down here, and there's so much open space. Mm -hmm. I think that's something really unique about Spokane is that we have riverfront. You know, we have a lot of parks here. Even, you know, going further out to Manitou and the Arboretum, I mean, there are so many options for being outside Mm -hmm. and enjoying the weather when it is nice. And then also, you know, indoor downtown spaces like Saranac Commons, where you can go and buy a plant, get a coffee, go get a beer, get some pizza. I... I think that people who don't love Spokane just don't do enough research into those little amazing, you know, hidden places that oftentimes people just neglect. Yeah. Uh, And it's funny that you say that you started your blog because you were trying to get that information. I was doing the same because we were trying to create a list of restaurants that we wanted to go to that were, you know, better than what we could cook at home. Mm -hmm. And everyone asked me those questions. Like, well, because I know you're such a foodie, where do you go and eat? And I was getting those questions so much, I made like a list of all my favorite restaurants. And that turned into the Guild Awards, which has now kind of morphed like we, you know, have changed a little bit of what we're focusing on with the show to people also mm-hmm. and uh, getting a chance to interview these different individuals who are making big impact in the city like Rick Clark we just talked to and you know gosh realtors uh, people who run nonprofits, mm-hmm. a- anybody who is doing something with their life to make Spokane a better place I, we like to focus on that yeah. because there are so many good uh, gosh because there are so many do-gooders out there in the city there are yeah and I, I just I mean like I said I love the city and that's why I started the website and that's why you started your website too it's just we love it and we want people to get to know it we you know we've we both lived here back when it was a lot smaller and there was a lot less to do and so I remember the days of not having a lot to do kind of trying to like <laughs> I don't know walk by the river again for the 40th time and now there's just so much and I never want it to go back to not having so much to do so I'm just like hey this is what's going on you should go do it do it go you should go you know what I just realized <laughs> we should do a bucket list of cool things like 101 cool things to do in Spokane absolutely thinking that yeah yeah oh Future my gosh podcast episode. this is why we're friends mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I actually have it in my notes app like hey right. this should be something we do I need to tell her that yeah that's <laughs> awesome. I love that yeah. and we get to meet after this and chat about more plans that we're having for continuing to develop the show in the future um so because we love Spokane and we all know that now. What do you do for a living that makes you money to do more things? In <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what do I do when I'm not scrolling Twitter for the latest uh, news and events that are going on in Spokane? Um, so my day job is I work as a freelance editor. So I pretty much work for a different corporate clients, uh, mostly in the, what do I call it? I call it the technology and economy spaces. So um, I get to 
you know, choose who I want as clients and I get to pretty much, you know, set my own pay and work from home. I've been doing that since 2017. So when the quarantine hit, like pre-quarantine or pre-COVID, everyone was like, you work from home. That's weird. And then (laughs) post-quarantine, all my friends that now, you know, work from home because of their jobs, they're just like, this is the greatest thing ever. I go grocery shopping on Wednesdays. And I was like, I noticed you go grocery shopping on Wednesdays because now you're taking my time. (laughs) And now it's all crowded on Wednesdays. Now I have to go on Sundays, which is weird for me because I try not to go out (laughs) on the weekends. That's usually when it's the most crowded. But um, yeah, that's what I do for my day job. And it's pretty great. I love writing. In case you couldn't tell by the website, so. Who knew, (laughs) right? Yeah. But what about Uh, you? What do you do for money? (laughs) Well, I used to be a teacher, and I loved my job. I specialized in reading, being a reading specialist, and I also worked at Title I schools. That was my whole heart. I loved doing it. I got super burned out. My health just, I put so much of myself into my job that I got really sick a couple of times and, you know, I had a tumor and it was just not a cool situation. So I had to kind of reevaluate my life a little bit, slow down and get a chance to be home with my kids more. I, it, my job, oh, teaching is so wonderful. It can be so draining and um, it was a really difficult thing to transition. But the guild also got so big at the same time that I really, I had to make a choice. Do I continue to pursue the guild or do I give it up and to continue and continue to pursue teaching? Um, and I had to choose, you know, this project with the Spokane Guild. And I am really glad that I did because, you know, because I'm an at-risk person um, for COVID, I was really scared to, you know, be out in public. And it gave me an opportunity to continue to really delve into what I was doing. And we talked about this year. My word is elevate. So continuing to elevate that work that we're doing. Um, and along the same lines of the work that I do at the Guild, other businesses were reaching out to me about social media. And uh, gosh, it's overwhelming. I get so many requests to help with social media accounts these days. But I have some really major clients. Um, I don't like to talk about my clients anymore mm-hmm. because my, you know, uh, my like political leanings can sometimes impact business. So I just, I don't even discuss who I work for, but I do love working in social media. I think it's really interesting. It's a brand new career field. Uh, It feels a lot like the wild west. There are a lot of rules and regulations that people don't follow. And I try to be as ahead of the game as I possibly can and even watch for laws that come down the pike to make sure that we're in compliance and that we are being aware of um, accessibility for people who have you know, vision issues or hearing issues for the hearing impaired. Um, So sharing about businesses in an ethical and responsible way through their platforms and also telling their story, it it circles back to the same thing. It's storytelling Mm -hmm. and giving people an opportunity to get to know the business owners and the people who are major shareholders in the organization and what they do and how it all works. It's fascinating to me to get to know them. Um, And it pays me well enough that I can, you know, do cool things like be a food and travel writer as well. And that has been growing. And and now that's making money, which is a very exciting thing. So, you know, food and travel writing is fun and work. So I kind of combine those two. But what do you do for fun? Oh, gosh. Um, I was going to say all that funds your your Dahlia habit. Oh my gosh, that's, <laughs> that's so what you true. do for fun. <laughs> Is it fun true. though? I don't know. It seems like a lot of work to me. You know, I hate to say it, but it's really like creepily fun. Like oh I gosh. get so stoked. I'm like, scro- like you were saying you scroll Twitter, you know, I'm uh-huh. like scrolling these different Dahlia farmers. Like, can I get, you know, this Dahlia or that one? Like right now I'm searching for platinum blonde 
And it's so cute. And Is I, that like a flower? Yes. Okay. And I can't find it. I'm so oh. sad. So I'm going to keep my eyes peeled. I know eventually I'll find it. But it's kind of like collecting Pokemon, except you're collecting flowers. Yeah. My kids think it's hilarious. My husband is just like, oh, more Dahlia mail. Okay. You got little weird potato-shaped things in a box. But come summer, I'm telling you, you're going to come over and your mind will be blown. I'm very excited about that. I spend a lot of time in my garden and a lot of time purchasing vintage goods and reselling vintage goods and that's another habit yeah and we'll get into that in just a second but as far as what I do for fun I feel like I mean we all have our hobbies and our habits and stuff I feel like I don't really do much (laughs) in the winter (laughs) because I'm not a skier I mean it wasn't something like I grew up with in Phoenix Arizona uh no snow um and I didn't get up to like Flagstaff or any of the skiing places um but uh the summer like spring and summer right now whenever I see sun I'm like Oh my gosh, got to get outside. So pretty much now until about September, October, when it starts to get cold again, I'm just like every weekend, I'm already, you know, I already had the calendar out the other night with my husband and I was like, okay, every weekend we're either picnicking or we're hiking. um, And then we have like camping trips planned in there. We love to camp and, you know, we've been really cautious with COVID, so we don't have any like trip trips planned this summer yet. Um, We're going to see about the vaccines and stuff because as of this recording, we're, I'm not eligible yet. So um, yeah. I haven't planned that, but camping's super fun. So pretty much like getting outside as soon as it's sunny and like just warm enough, like 55, outside. I'm outside walking, hiking, doing something. So I'm I'm living for hibernation to be over <laughs> and to be outside again. Um, and they yeah. would pick the perfect place to live for that because there are yes. so many cool. I just downloaded the All Trails app. Love it. Love I'm it. Obsessed. I can share my favorite um, trails with you now. Please yeah. do that. Yeah. Oh, it's dude. in my backpack. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it's it called. Yeah, the little saving thing. Yeah. yeah. And and it's such a simple way. Like, I always struggled and get kind of nervous because um, I had a knee injury several years ago when I was student teaching, of all things. Oh, my gosh. It was so – so I'm always, like, a little nervous on harder trails. But they have really specific recommendations and cool things. Mm -hmm. I heard someone called hiking forest bathing the other day. And I was like, oh, yeah, I could totally see that. Like, you're just trying to immerse yourself in nature mm-hmm. and get a chance to get out into an environment that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a lot of that. That is really nice. Yeah, yeah. that's a really good one. And you have a cat, too. I do. Yeah. I was going to say, she's very excited by the sun, too. She has a lot of, <laughs> now we bought a house in Spokane, and we're super lucky to have done that. Um, we have windows now. Our apartment was kind of, like, dark, <laughs> so she didn't really have much. But now we have lots of windows, and she just, like, when the sun streams in, she just lays in the sunny spot and just is like, oh, my gosh, this is the best. She, she missed sunshine, I think. But, um, yeah, I have a cat. And you have two adorable corgis. Yeah, I'm a crazy corgi lady now. That is something that happened during the quarantine. And I got one um, and adopted her and just absolutely fell in love with the breed. And exactly a year from that day, I ended up adopting another corgi. Uh, The lady who had him had horrible allergies. And so he needed another forever home. And it was a writing contest. She made all of the people who were interested write, like, a story about why they felt they needed to adopt this dog and why they'd have a good home and stuff. So, you know, I was like, (laughs) rise to the challenge of that and immediately got a message back saying, yes, we want you to be, you know, Murphy's forever home. So Mm -hmm. she gets to follow along on Instagram and, like, see what he's up to and stuff. It's like 
Oh, it's the best. Animals just change everything. Oh, yeah. 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 We're probably going to get a dog this summer, so um, yeah. stay tuned for that news. Um, yeah, but anyway, it's it's super exciting. Yeah, animals are amazing. And then you also have your sons and a very active life um, besides the pups, too, and the yeah. and the flowers. So actually, your life is just incredibly busy, which I'm just <laughs> like, how do you have time for all of this? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's that I just really enjoy work. And yeah. so any kind of new work that I can take on that I'm excited about, like, the flower garden, which is like basically now a mini flower farm and, you know, the vintage stores. Now, I, oh, I didn't tell you this. Oh my gosh. This is news for you too. I just opened a third location. No, I, I know. How do you have time for this? What's <laughs> funny is, is like, I kind of just do all of them in one fell swoop. So mm-hmm. I do all the pricing at the same time and I bin everything. So I do like one bin per store that I add new a week mm-hmm. and that's it. I think okay. systemizing yeah. makes it really simple. You know, the hard part is like getting that you know, display already to start and then, you know, changing out major displays once a season. Mm-hmm. But I just, I need something to do with my hands because I'm doing so much online that it's like therapy for me to do something that's, you know, in real life. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and so if people want to learn more about the vintage and um, they want to see your flower garden, obviously I'm going to say obvi- your Instagram is the, the place to check you out. But what is like the number one and two places where they can find you? So definitely Instagram and that's Spokane at Spokane.Guild. Um, and then on Facebook, Spokane Guild. But then I have a couple of groups and one of them we run together, mm-hmm. which is um, Trending Spokane. Obviously you want to be a part of that group. Mm-hmm. And Spokane Guild Foodies, where you can learn all of the things that are happening in the food scene right now. Yeah, I love the foodies group. It's never steered me wrong, which has been really great because there are a lot of places to eat here. But if I'm like, okay, I want the best pizza or the best brunch, they're never been steered wrong. It's perfect. Oh, I'm so glad. And where do people find you, lady? The best place to find me is probably the website, I'd say, first. Actually, Mm -hmm. I know you love your social. I don't love social as much as I love my website. So everydayspokane.com is the website. That's where all the events are, too. I have an events calendar. I try to keep mostly updated. Um, And then second would be Instagram. I have a lot of photos of what's going on downtown. So that's at everydayspokane. And I noticed that you have a pretty active Pinterest, too. And I'm like a Pinterest freak. That is, if I'm up late and I don't have anything to do, I'm trying to get inspired, mm-hmm. that's where I go to find out what's going on. So um, they just find you at Everyday Spokane on yeah. Pinterest. Everyday yeah. Spokane. I have it on all the platforms, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love Pinterest. Actually, I was way more active about that when we were designing like our living room and our office. Mm-hmm. But now that it's all pretty much done, I'm like not on it as much. <laughs> so I almost forgot. But yeah, yeah I love Pinterest for, for those kind of inspirational things. Well, I am so grateful that we get to work together and that we get to have all of you join us on the podcast and get to meet even more people from the Spokane area who are doing positive work that's changing the city for the better. And if there's anyone you ever want us to try to get on the podcast, let us know. And Erin uh, will work her magic because she knows everyone here. Um, but, yeah, we'd love to hear what you'd like to see us cover. If you want us to talk about more about business in Spokane, food in Spokane, community events, volunteering, we'd love to cover all of that. So definitely let us know. And thank you for tuning in this time, and we will see you next time on Trending Spokane.